0: our first message I'd like to bring David Hope back to the basics thank you Ken appreciate it good afternoon everyone beautiful September day finally September got here running a little late this year wasn't it back to the basics part one they they put part one on there I guess because Ron has a part two on his and we don't have too many parts in here but uh, there may not be a part two but anyway uh, I decided to go on some some of our basic doctrines that we've talked that we've uh, most of us believe in uh, we've heard them a number of times over the years uh, especially when we first came in this way they they're Quite contradictory to what we've been taught in the other churches of the world, and and uh, some of them I can understand how you can believe a lot of that stuff. You know, uh, sometimes you have to really wrap your mind around some of the scriptures to be able to understand them in the right way, in the correct way, and not have ambiguity in in the Bible. And uh, you know, most most of us have heard people say, at one time or another, and usually a number of times, uh, that. Uh, the law of God was nailed to the cross. Any of you ever heard that before? You know, the, that that oh, that's Old Testament, that's nailed to the cross. We hear that a lot of times. And usually they have their, uh, what do you call their uh, uh, pet peeves that they go to, they have their uh, famous proof texts. And I know when I first started church years ago, uh, I was young, zealous, hopefully I'm still somewhat zealous, but uh, I was working with a young gentleman that was just as, as zealous as I was, and uh, he was Pentecostal guy, good guy, I loved the guy, but, uh, you know, he had his proof text and I had mine, and he had probably more than I did, but uh, it really didn't make any difference what you said, or what he said. We had our mind made up. But. Uh, but like I said a while ago, some of the scriptures, if you're not careful, and especially some of Paul's writings, uh, you say, well, you know, that kind of looks that way. It kind of sounds that way. But we really dig into it and really look and see, do a lot of research. And here's uh, but what I want to do today. I want to take one that uh, is pretty common with most churches in the, in the, the country and uh, talk about what it says and what it doesn't say. And I won't turn to it right now, but the scripture I'm referring to is Colossians 2.14. In fact, there's a lot of scripture, I mean, a lot of verses even in Colossians itself that you can really get into a discussion with. But um, I want to turn over, first of all, just as a preface over to 2 Peter, first chapter, and just read something that, like I said, we've, we've heard these things. Many, many times, and we'll continue to hear them many, many times. I did say, Second Peter. I'm in First Peter. Second Peter, the um, first chapter, verse thirteen. Well, I'm in the wrong place. Uh, I think those neural transmitters and receptors and all that of mine haven't woke up yet. I got up early this morning and I felt pretty good. I slept good last night. And I knew I had to put my message together. I had pretty well down what I was going to do. And I got up, you know, not not as early as some of you might, but uh, for Saturday morning, I got up about, you know, between 5.30 and 6 and went out every once in a while. My eyes would go blurry from trying to read. And they do that a lot now. And sit on the patio and drink coffee and and, uh, anyway, now I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> Does any of you old folks have that problem? Or, <laughs> anyway, and, uh, but anyway, I had everything done. Friend had a breakfast this morning and we uh, finished up um, a little bit early. And, and I was tired, you know, breakfast always makes me tired anyway. And and I went and laid down on the bed for a little bit just to kind of relax before I showered and got ready. Went to sleep about a quarter, to 12 friend come in there and said David you're going to go to church today and uh, thankfully I only have about a 7 minute drive from here but those neurotransmitters transmitters still haven't woke up good they, they, they were doing better before I went to sleep but anyway Second um, Peter I ought to probably look back here and I can read what I want to read Second uh, Peter 1st chapter and verse 13 But actually what I'm going to do, I'm going to read 1 through 13, and this is familiar to you, but 13 is what I want to concentrate on. Simon Peter is servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith. And that's all of us. Faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ and hopefully we have more knowledge today according as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and goodness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue verse 4 whereby are given unto us exceeding and great precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and temperance patience, and patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. And, and in verse eighty says, For if you do these things, and we hear this and and we remind ourselves, for if if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence... And we've been admonished that lately we give diligence to make your calling and election sure. So if you do these things, you shall never fail or fall, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto uh, to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore I will not be negligent. And that's what we're trying to do today, and I'm sure Ron's going to do something like that too. I will not be negligent to, always, to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them and be established in the present truth. So most of us are pretty well grounded, but some things are new to us. Sometimes we've forgotten some of them. And he said we're thinking, thir- "Excuse me, verse 13, Yea, I think it necessary, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, to stir you up by the putting you in remembrance. So what we're doing today is not any new doctrine, no new anything, but we're just putting ourselves in that. And I know sometimes after a while, if I haven't gone over certain scriptures, I, I have a tendency of forgetting little details here and there. But if you'll go with me now to the to the part that I really want to go. It's, uh, uh, this is a particular scripture that, if I haven't already revealed it already, a uh, particular scripture that many people uh, try to do away with the law of God. And uh, that scripture is say, or Colossians 2. Colossians 2, and, and that's uh, on the bulletin also. Colossians 2, verse 14. Until I wake up, I better go by my notes a little bit and quit trying to have lib. Colossians 2, verse 14 says this. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So let's say, see, you know, the law of God was nailed to the cross. We don't do that anymore. That's old, old covenant stuff. And that's what many of them will tell you. And I'm going to go in a little bit of uh, outline form today if any of those of you that take notes want to know where we are and if I lose my place again you can tell me what point I'm on. <laughs> I'm going to go, for, going to go from A to uh, point G some of them are a little longer some of them are shorter but anyway we'll we'll go to uh, point A point A notice God did not blot out Oh, God did not blot out the law fact God did not blot out the law in this verse but the handwriting of ordinances do we agree with that anybody disagree with that if you do hold your peace no Okay, part B. It could not refer to God's law because God's law is not against us. Agree? They are not negative. And probably already Romans 7 verse 12 comes to your mind. When somebody tells you how negative God's law is. Romans 7 verse 12. Short section. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just and good. And one of the other verses you'll probably think of, it'll come to your mind, besides a number of others, but one of your main popular ones probably will be Psalms 119, verse 97. Psalms 119, verse 97. And I'm going to read to uh, actually I'm going to read all of no, I'm not, 97 through uh, 104. David speaking. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Though you though you through your commandments have though your commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for they are, For your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. I have refrained my feet from evil or every evil way that I might keep your word. Does that sound like something should be nailed? Something that David liked so well? I have not departed from your judgments for you have taught me. How sweet are your words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. And 104. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. And if he was alive during the time of of, uh, Colossians, he probably would say, I hate (laughs) the way people interpret that scripture. And point C. context explains which ordinance is taken away back in Colossians 2 and verse 8 Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ and over in, uh, verse 20 to 22 Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why is the living in the world, are you subject to ordinances, touch not, taste not, handle not, which are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. So now we're getting a little different story. Doctrines of men. And if you want part D, now you can divide these up any way you want to. It's just the way I have of putting, keeping track of myself. But D, uh, you look up the word, um, uh, what's the word? Handwriting. Most Do you know what the word handwriting means? Some of you would uh, like to give a little input on that. My wife shakes her head, but she won't do it. Okay, the word handwriting, the Greek word, and, you know, a lot of people are hung up on Greek numbers rather than what it means. For the sake of people that want to know the number, it's 5498 and the Greek uh, strong number. And it's um, uh, chirograph, chirographon. I can't do Greek either. And it's something handwritten, handwritten, a manuscript. Specifically, a legal document or bond figuratively dogma from the base of another Greek word a note of guilt so this was a, the thing that was n- nailed to the cross appears to be a note of guilt a handwriting the handwriting of the note of guilt of ordinances and the ordinances is dogma from the base of another word ceremonial or ecclesiastical so, we're in trouble by, uh, uh, or we have been in trouble by breaking God's law and keeping man's commandments and doing things that man does. And so, we know that we have a penalty hanging against us. But anyway, it's a note of guilt. And I have uh, point E. And this... Probably just sermonette type time. I didn't want to carry it out real long. Uh, The note of guilt, as I said a while ago, is our sins. The note of guilt is our sins. He blotted out our sins. That's what God blotted out. Jesus blotted out. He paid our debt, He removed the penalty. Had a pen. We all have penalties sometimes with a, with our law. We've done certain things. We speeded, or we sped, whatever we did. We we went too fast in a zone that we're not supposed to. and Had a penalty. Uh, our wife. No, she don't penalize us. But anyway, I, I was up in uh, Colorado one time, right after I got out of high school, and just before my wife and I got married, and and I uh, was working with my brother-in-law. Uh, drilling water wells we were working for a friend's uncle and uh, we were moving from one location to another and uh, brother-in-law was driving the water rig and truck and all that and I was driving his 55 Chevy with a New Mexico tag on it in Colorado and, and uh, a state trooper come meeting us and uh, I mean he immediately pulled over uh, we were doing speed limit he saw that and Pulled us over, well, he gave me a ticket, and I was supposed to be okay for safe. It didn't have a Colorado safety inspection on it, and I was supposed to go to court that Saturday morning, somewhere around 10:30, 11 o'clock in the morning, and uh, pay a fine. Well, I knew I was supposed to go to court, but I didn't pay attention. I didn't realize what time it was supposed to be, and, and uh, about tw- one o'clock. I was getting cleaned up and ready to go to Leadville, Colorado, to uh, pay my ticket. And uh, knock on the door and here was this big old state trooper with a warrant for my arrest. And he was actually going to take me in because I didn't go and pay. I had a note of guilt against me. I had a, you know, I I broke the law and I I had to pay some kind of a penalty and, and it looked like I was going to be in jail for a while. But I convinced him that I didn't really understand that and didn't, and uh, he didn't pardon me, didn't forgive me of it, but he did give me a little more leeway and if I get up to the courthouse within the next hour or two, whatever it was, before they closed, then I did. But I paid my debt. <laughs> I paid that note of guilt that was against me on that in man's law. And that's really a, 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 what we're doing here that uh, we have uh, Naturally, as, as human beings, we are naturally sinners, and, and even though we don't want to, you know, Paul even said, You know, wretched men that I am, I still have these problems. You know, we can say that. I have problems. I wish I didn't have these problems. The things that I really wished I could do, I wish I could get rid of this, I wish I could do little this, you know, I said, I find it really hard. And the things that I don't want to do, you know, it's just so easy to do it. And I guess if we just change our mindset, maybe the reverse psychology would work and we'd do the things that's hard. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. But anyway, we have a note of guilt. Uh, point F on my paper. The law was not nailed to the cross. Christ was. Do you read that? The law was not nailed to the cross. Uh, we'll go over to... Um, Second Corinthians five for a little bit. Second Corinthians five and verse twenty one. Second Corinthians five, twenty one, breaking into the middle of it. For he has made him made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that he might be made the righteousness, or yeah, that that we, I'm sorry, that we might be made righteousness unto God and in Him. Go over to uh, First Peter, second chapter. Second Peter, the second chapter. I think we're in First Peter early. I mean, Second Peter, the first second chapter. That's okay. I, what would I tell him? First Peter supposed to be First Peter. First Peter, the second chapter. Gotta wake those neurons up. Man, I tell you, I'm so foggy. <laughs> I think it's my glasses. It must be those, those bifocals on there. It. It's got to be something. <coughs> First Peter 2nd chapter and verse 22, if I can get it. Okay, now we're on the right place. I got part of the left side of my brain working. Oh, this is the left side. Got it working now. Who did no sin, talking about Jesus. I'll start in verse twenty-one. For even unto here you were called because Jesus or because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was Guile found in him or in his mouth who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judges righteously who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree on the cross on the stake whatever you want to call it he bare our own sins on the, on the tree "...that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness..." Thank you, Ken. Did you get some wake-up pills for that? Uh, "...being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by who, whose stripes we are healed." So Jesus Himself bare our sins, as we said a while ago. And so many scriptures will say those very same things... No, I didn't have to read that out of the Bible. I had it written down. when I got to the end, I had them wrote down. Uh, point G, getting down. Colossians back to Colossians two fifteen. shows what he triumphed over and having spoiled oh, and having spoiled principalities and power he made a show of them openly triumphing over them so he showed here what he defeated he defeated Satan he defeated the, the demons and he made it possible for all of us all of mankind to become the sons of God About to run out of scripture. I should have put some fill. No, anyway. What, what the in review, uh, the body of Christ and a note of guilt was on the cross on the stake, you know, it wasn't anything else, it wasn't the law of God, and uh, anyway, that's the only thing that was on the cross.